<laughs> this is content that we should be I know. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> you ready? Hello and welcome back to the Rethink Podcast. We are here. It is summertime in Salt Lake. We're having a good time. We're rolling. This is the second one since the World Cup. And I have, of course, my co-host Erica Timrak sitting in front of me. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm actually in the presence of two amazing people. One who scored a goal last night in our game. Mm. How's that feel? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. <laughs> it was cool. She's so humble. Are you at 10K yet? No, but I'm close. I'm very close. I think I'm seven. Let's quick check, quick check. I am 729 followers short. Wow. That was very fast. Quick math, quick math there. And then this other amazing person we have in our studio today with us, drum roll please. Taylor Lytle, everybody. She is our amazing teammate from the Utah Royals. A uh, seven-year vet in the NWSL, um, previously played for Sky Blue before she was traded to Salt Lake City, um, went to Texas Tech, and is from Las Cruces, New Mexico. Taylor, welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're excited to have you on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's get the ball rolling, shall we? I feel we should. Where do you want to start? little intro, or are we going straight into the deep stuff? Mm. Mm. Taylor, what do you want to do? Oh, this is this is up to you guys. We can dive right into the dark stuff if you guys want. Okay. Let's go in like deep. So right. yeah, we're gonna kind of change. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> Might need an edit on that, producer Ryan. Or not? Call it. Well, yeah. Um. It. Okay. Yeah. Let's dive right in. We are gonna kind of change things up and talk about the dark side of sports, um, which is something that's kind of tough to talk about, but it is part of the game we play. Um, And we're going to kind of talk about injuries, and um, I think we've all kind of experienced them. Um, Taylor, obviously, is going through one right now, and she's been an absolute pro about it, and it's actually been really admirable seeing her improvement this whole season. so yeah, let's kind of dive right in. Tay, how are you doing with everything? Uh, good, actually. Um, now that I am running and doing stuff, it's easier. Um, when I first got injured, it was definitely um, a very hard time, I think because of when the injury happened. Um, so not being able to be a part of the season has been hard, but um, being around you guys has obviously made it easier mentally right. for me. <laughs> and obviously, that it obviously just to paint the picture, it happened... <laughs> match day minus one of the first game of the season yeah and which, probably with like two minutes left of training yeah yeah we were in that fun part of 5v5s which always gets overly competitive yeah. in yeah. a in a fun way yeah That's in a great way me. yeah it's the best part of the day normally yeah of a session and yeah it was very unfortunate yeah. and it just it was unfortunate. Sucks. Just yeah, yeah, freak accident. Do you want to share a little bit about the injury, or do you rather not go into detail? Yeah, of course. Okay. I um I ended up rupturing my Liz Frank ligament, which is a ligament that holds your foot together basically. Um, got it repaired. It was a pretty simple surgery, but just like a freak injury that a lot of athletes don't get. So, um, it's normally seen like football players and stuff like that. 
Interesting. Obviously, I have two friends that have done it, and Sam Kerr and Kaylin Ford, they both have had oh, those wow. brain injuries. Yeah. Wow. So it's been nice to have them to talk to sure. this whole period. Sure. So you were um, you were non-weight-bearing for how many weeks? I was non-weight-bearing for, I believe it was eight weeks. Okay. And then I could slowly start putting weight on it, but was still on crutches. And your scooter. Yeah, so I was on <laughs> scooter, which <laughs> I, scooter. I never pimped out the scooter, and I should have. Yeah. But that, was a missed, that was a missed opportunity in the whole thing. It I was just like. it was just like hard to do anything at that point in time, you know? Yeah, your yeah. motivation I, I wanted, was low. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't going low. to the store. Uh, I, I needed, jewels I needed to put on your scooter. people to do the work for me. Yeah, that wasn't like priority in your we life. We let you down. All, our one job in this whole process I was know. jazz up the scooter. And I needed to it. get off-road roading tires for it. <laughs> it would have been much, much easier right. on the soccer field. <laughs> yeah, and you also needed to not live on the third floor of your apartment. <laughs> yeah. But that's different. Yeah. Um, so what are what are some things that have helped you kind of overcome this injury and just, like, downtime? Because obviously, like, the mental side of an injury is can almost be more difficult than, like, the physical pain and yeah. the rehab um, and everything. I want to say... Um, Obviously, being around you guys has definitely helped me mentally. I think it's hard to want to leave the house when you're injured and when you're not mobile. Um, but knowing that, like, I had a schedule and was supposed to be with you guys was helping me. And then also on the side of things, I talked to our sports psychologist and started meditating and stuff, which I definitely think has helped me get through everything. Yeah. It's a new aspect. I've never meditated before. It wasn't, like, a big thing in my in my brain <laughs> you didn't have much zen in your life i didn't really want the zen and and now i've i've had to accept the drama i've had to accept the zen now okay so so you like you're a full like yeah. you're pro zen mm -hmm. okay. i'm pro zen love that and it definitely helps 100%. and that's cool that we play for a club that has the resources to yeah. get a sports psychologist because i know a lot of clubs don't um so it's cool that you're able to talk to them and connect right that's a, that is a really important part actually and it's something that um we all respond differently to mm -hmm. like I don't know if you're someone who likes to stay at home normally but like for me that part of injuries when I've had them has been like the biggest struggle because I'm the opposite I'm like I don't want to spend a minute indoors and at home but equally going out when you're on crutches you can't wait yeah. there you can't really drive mm -hmm. you don't feel everything's hard yeah everything takes longer yeah. um that's a really that's really difficult and we all need different yeah um mechanisms and those people who are trained to help us um are in the best place to to do that so i'm really glad you have that resource yeah it's we're, been amazing we're actually like side note we were in whole foods one day <laughs> i have to say this <laughs> we were in whole foods and taylor was on what are they called like the Those little scooter the cart scooter carts mm -hmm. the carts and we we're just doing some shopping at and a slow pace <laughs> we we're going down the cereal aisle and we <laughs> Knocked over the Cheerios, and the next minute there was four million little round. No, I see <laughs> Taylor and this extremely tall guy just like make eye contact, and they're staring at each other. And Taylor is like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Hey, how are you?" And I was like, "We passed them," and I was like, "Oh, was that is that your friend? Like from?" I, I don't. Can you imagine my reaction to her asking if that was my friend? Though the run-in was so casual, though, that I was like, "She has to have known him." And then she's like, "No, e, that's." T tell me what you think his name is first. <laughs> Kyle Corver yeah. on the jazz. Yeah. yeah. And what? So yeah. She thought I was friends with him because I said hi. <laughs> I said hi back. And then we ended up 
We went in opposite directions, so we ended up running him into him on like every aisle, and he would just stare at Taylor for minutes. It's, it's, obviously, it's because I'm on one of the carts and I have my cat. I still had my cast on, so I think right. he was like intrigued. Maybe like he wanted to ask. I felt person. like he wanted to know what was wrong with me. But all we got to was, "Hey, what's maybe up?" He, maybe <laughs> he just liked you. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe he just felt bad for me. I'm going to go with like Jane. Okay. Let's go with like I like that. That's and a we, better story. We really, really, really wanted to say, hey, can we get a picture? And then give them our phone. And then me and Taylor <laughs> get a picture. <laughs> we were like dying to do that, but it didn't work out. No. That would have been something. But yeah, but I feel like when you're injured or you're on crutches or you have a boot on, people stare at you like you're like an alien or whatever. Yeah. And they're just always like looking at you. I also found out that people respected the scooter a lot more than the crutches. I feel like you got it though. <laughs> like that's a no brainer. <laughs> like people were like willing to do everything for me on the scooter. But with crutches, it was just like telling me like basically, hey, you move out of the way. I was like, <laughs> I'm on crutches. I don't know where you want me to go. Right. I, I think... um so obviously there's some British viewers because <laughs> I'm part of this co-host situation, and they have. I mean, <laughs> we know what crutches are. <laughs> the med, the medicine in in the UK is advanced to that level. <laughs> the scooter thing is definitely an American thing. You I'm like, I get those. the logic. We work but fast, just, not hard, you know. They're right. really, it's really not a safe thing, by the way. <laughs> Right, and I think... <laughs> it's a liability, 100%. I'm going to be really judgy and say that back home, I just don't think people would go for it because I think they'd be embarrassed. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's more for practicality than for image. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to need a scooter, I, a scooter I, picture. I was saying, I'm going to need a yeah, post one for you guys. But yeah, you are, so they can get the visual. I wasn't proud of being on the scooter, and then I didn't appreciate it when people called me Scoot. <laughs> <laughs> And you they do just, realize like, now like, everyone's just getting yeah. like, your scoot. <laughs> yeah. I quite like, I like scoot. What did you end up naming your scoot? Like Bethany or? I didn't like everyone wanted me to name him weird Karen. Yeah, Karen. it was Karen at the end. Yeah. Okay. Karen the scooter. Yeah. She's just Is that in like the Karen closet. as in Karen? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Karen. Like, it went over our head. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have to deal with on the daily basis. My word. Like uh, K A R E N. Yeah. Yes. Karen. Can you say it like in an American accent? No. Uh, okay. Well, Thank just you. Karen. <laughs> okay. Thank you for trying. I mean, I'm trying to stay true to my Scottish roots because, believe it or not, I get abuse for poor. I feel so accent. bad for you. I quite enjoy it because I kind of play up to it, and I call it like my podcast voice now. You like the attention at the end yeah, of the day. I'm a seeker. Yeah. Anyway, we're off. We've, we've gone off track. We're off track. Let's rein things back in. It's hard when we have like a really good friend in the studio because I'm like, now I just want to like, yeah, it's like laugh just like and a gossip. Conversation. Yeah. Like yeah, we're yeah, exactly. But there's a mic. <laughs> we have to remember not to talk about explicit things. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we've covered your injury, covered physical and mental aspects. Um, Eric, have you had any injuries? Have you had any bad, um, bad ones? Yes, I have. Um, I've torn the ligaments in both my ankles. So I've struggled with ankle issues pretty much my whole career, starting in college. Um, And that's been kind of like my main struggle as an athlete. Um, But I have had like a free... And I broke my nose my rookie year. Uh, Rachel Bueller went to just clear the shit out of the ball. And I thought that... (laughs) She was going to hit it over my head, but instead she hit it directly into my face. nostril. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
the nostril. <laughs> and it was yeah. one of those things where, like, I opened my eyes. I was on the ground, and there's blood everywhere. And I went off, and they shoved two tampons up my nostrils. Okay. And I was, like, spitting up these chunks of blood. And it was a close game at Portland, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to rally. Yes. I will have to rally. And I remember the camera came on to me, and I smiled, and I had blood (laughs) all in my teeth. And I had no. No, no, I didn't know the camera was on me, but like someone said something, and I was like, I'm good. I'm giving the thumbs up right now. I was like, I'm good. And there was blood all in my teeth. And wonderful. Yeah, after the game, clearly, like my nose was extremely crooked, and it still is. And I. We'll probably get it fixed one day. And then um, uh, there was one time in Kansas City, we were in preseason, and I got fouled. And when I fell, I, like, landed really weird on my hand, and my whole arm went numb. And I played the rest of the half, and then at halftime, I told my trainer, hey, I think I broke my hand. And he's like, he looked at it, he's like, oh, I think you're fine. So then I played the rest of the game, and I actually went, like, a week, and I was just in excruciating pain. Finally, I went to urgent care. I got some x-rays, and I had a boxer's spiral fracture all in my hand. So uh, that was cool. And <laughs> I actually never realized... <laughs> cool, you need to use your hands. No, yeah. that, like, I had to run with basically, like, an oven mitt wrapped. Because mm. I didn't... I opted out of the surgery because I don't need my hands for anything. Because you're tough. Yeah. So they wrapped it, and I never realized, like, how much you actually need your hand for, like, running and mm-hmm. to stabilize yourself. So I had, like, I think eight weeks with, like, an oven mitt. So you were, like, lopsided? Yeah. Like, really it was just, on it was struggling. And it was my left hand, and I'm left-handed, so I was, like, oh, a yeah. useless creature. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you're, so you're no surgeries. You've had no surgeries. Uh, sports-related, no. Okay. That's a blessing. Yeah, knock on wood. There's, okay. yeah. yeah. And Taylor, you? I've had multiple surgeries great um i tore my acl in college um had meniscus surgery in college Mm -hmm. my second year um playing pro i got a tibia plateau fracture yikes had to have a major surgery there yeah how'd that happen uh we were playing western new york um and a girl randomly fell on my foot and i like fell over her back Mm. kind of but my leg stayed up and my body went so That's like just, one of the things you see and you cringe yeah, on TV. It, and like, I've actually never rewatched it or anything, so I don't, I don't need to because I, I felt you. it. Yeah, um, you were there. Yeah, I, I was there. <laughs> I blacked out after though. Nice. Um, but I could hear all the crunching and like, just I thought I had torn my ACL okay. at that point in time. Um, went to the ER um, after the game because I sat in a chair for the second half. And then um, <laughs> went to the ER and... Team player right <laughs> Yeah, there. exactly. Broken leg. I'm going to stay and watch, though, with yeah. you guys to the end. Yeah. Were you, you were in shock, though, obviously. Oh, I was in shock, yeah. yeah. I had I went to the, the ER in an ambulance. They gave me drugs and stuff because I was, like, in... I was in excruciating pain. Yeah, I'm sure. You broke your leg. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I broke my leg, yeah. Uh, went in to go do x-rays and stuff. Couldn't straighten my leg out, so, like, the, doc, the technician had, like push my oh, leg down wow yeah it was um painful and then they came back and told me i had a tibia plateau fracture and everyone was like what is that yeah it's like what you see in like car accidents i was gonna say they're not common in sports no. right yeah so that Damn. one was a scary injury because the doctor like my surgeon was like i don't know if you can come back like, yeah from playing like he was like we'll just see how you do and so That's i was scary. like yeah it was it was mentally that was a really hard one also but as soon as I got my plates taken out and stuff and the screws, I felt so good and I knew that I was going to be okay, Yay. which is nice. Yeah. 
And then how long did that take you to get back from? Um, I would say I didn't feel normal for like a year after that. Damn. Yeah. Um, but I came back in like eight months. But I was just still like not 100%, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then obviously now my Liz Frank injury. Okay. Yeah. So I have some pretty cool scars on my body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scars make us beautiful. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so deep it hurts. Whoa. <laughs> Corsi, what about you? Um... Yeah, I've had a few surgeries too. Um, I had a little ankle sort of scope. That's my first surgery. It wasn't that serious, but first operation is always a little weird. Mm-hmm. Don't really know what to expect. Um, there's obviously always little risks and things. Um, I was still playing in Scotland at the time. And then uh, my worst injury is also probably ACL. Um, I actually did that... Um, in a national team game um it was european playoffs to get to i think the euros in 2013 so I did, it was 2012 it was a playoff game we're playing spain meadow was playing <laughs> um and it was 1-1 in the first game in scotland and then we were in spain and we had to essentially obviously overcome that result um that game also ended 1-1 after normal time. I did my ACL on about 70th minute, trying to foul Mero on the halfway line. Mm. Mm. So I get stretched off. I hate to see I it. I actually <laughs> get a yellow card as I'm being you know, taken off in the stretcher. Um, it's like, thank you, referee. <laughs> like, I think we're safe here. Yes, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, technicality, get it. Um, we then score an extra time. So then that means that Spain need to score twice because we now have another away goal. So away goals count. Um, and they score in the 119th and 120 plus one to knock us out. Oh, my gosh. So that was so just like not a great day for you. Overall, that a was day. a very emotional day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So that was a tough one for wow. a number of reasons. Um, and then I've had also a little, another scope to um, tidy up some cartilage in the same knee. And then... I had another operation on that side to actually repair the cartilage in the knee, which is a really, really difficult surgery because they don't actually know a lot of the time how well cartilage repairs or how long it takes or the, and like there's not much blood flow. Um, but that surgery wasn't actually meant to have that done. So it was middle of the season in 2016. Um, there was like a mini break coming and they were like let's do this operation now you'll be about four weeks till you're back playing so you'll miss these first two weeks but there's no games and then you'll miss another one maybe two games and then when they went in they found a ton of stuff so i woke up in like a straight leg knee brace mm. oh no an immobilizer <laughs> oh, never a great sign <laughs> no no, no. Uh. And because it was because it was a surgery that wasn't meant to go that way, um, I was living with a host family at the time in Seattle, the Bridge Fam, love them. Um, they had gone on summer vacation, so I was expected. Yeah, I was expected to walk out the hospital. Like it wasn't meant to be that right. way. So I basically camped down in the couch in the living room and just like set my alarm for like every four hours. Take, woke up, yeah. take my meds, and then like it's an independent woman right mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I used to, <laughs> at the time. Kim, oh sorry, Kim Little played in the league, um, and she lived close by. We're good friends, obviously, play the national team. Um, she'd come round 
sort of every day or every other day she'd leave me like a little pile of clean clothes she'd have to go up and like give you get a me clean bath. underwear yeah. <laughs> love a good sponge so thanks bath. kim for that um but yeah here we are recovered yeah all good touch wood as well that i've had my surgeries for my playing career um yeah yeah i think that it's something that athletes every athlete goes through and <clears throat> i think you have acute injuries and then how would you say like long-term injuries overuse overuse yeah. injuries so like uh, for those of you who aren't familiar acute happens like taylor and her um, like an ACL injury is acute. It happens like in a specific moment, whereas overuse happens from just wear and tear on the body. Um, and there's obviously both brutal, but um, I think people don't understand that overuse injuries are actually so much more common um, because the amount of wear and tear we just put on our bodies. And obviously as athletes, we're just kind of wired to power through pain, power through workouts when you know you probably should stop and there's just something your body saying you can you can give more and that's kind of when overuse happens and I'm sure we've all yeah been through them you're we're naturally competitive so we yeah. don't ever want to like give up or or act like we're injured I mean I feel like even when I hurt my foot I thought I could walk still so I was you, still trying to walk yeah no <laughs> and, it's and, also your livelihood like yeah you, you rely right. on being able to be fit so you can compete yeah. for spots you can compete for a contract you can like it, that changes how you respond and how your body tries to cope yeah. with a lot of things and um I guess that's why in the in the current game I'd say it's progressed to there's it's now played at far higher speed it's more about sort of speed endurance rather than like just general fitness like perhaps it previously was right. mm -hmm. and I think that's why like sports science now makes a massive difference I think you see that and I mean I think the US is probably the biggest example in the fact that they probably have one of the best sports scientists in Don Scott and yeah. this tiny details they go through and that's because those specialists need to monitor us as athletes because we do push through things when we shouldn't and that's why you end up at the top the top level because you do push through bad ears but there's a time and a place yeah for sure i guess yeah we can just transition into like a little topic that is like heavily discussed as especially in like the youth soccer i mm -hmm. whenever we do like individual sessions or we talk to parents who have aspiring um kids or teenagers that want to play they always ask like what's the line of like overdoing it with my child and then like just like a healthy amount of like pushing them like and like are they going to get burnt out? Are they going to not want to play by the time they're in college because we've forced them to play so much? So I think, um, like, when I was a kid, I know that, like, we didn't have, like, individual sessions oh, yeah. or anything. Like, no. our my, my dad would drop me off at practice on Tuesday and Thursday, and then that was I'd it. juggle by <laughs> yeah. myself at yeah. recess. If you wanted to do get better, right, you, you went basically to the park, did it on friends. your own, yeah. yeah. But now I just feel like there's, like, a pressure from, like, social media and, like, it's, it's just, like try and get as much as you can in individual sessions and we paid this player to train our kid and blah 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 and I feel like the pressure is really cracking down on younger athletes and there is a fine line between really like chasing your dreams and then being like all right you're gonna probably be burnt out I'm intrigued what how when did you decide that or when did soccer become a big part in your life like how many and then how many days at that point in time were you training um, I would say like when I was like 13, I started doing ODP and that's, 
it's actually crazy, but we would get offers from colleges yeah. when we were like 13, 14 years right. old. And ODP is like essentially like a select sort of group in your area. Yeah, right? in your That's state. That's like you've, you're identified yeah. as yeah. being like... The best players in... Yeah, so yeah. it's like right. state team, region team, and, and then national, national team. team. Yeah. I don't know if it's as big as a thing. I don't think it is anymore because ECNL is around. Yeah. So I don't think ODP is as big. Yeah. ODP was huge growing right. up. That, that but like ECNL is like a similar concept, but just but different. Like it still soccer. identifies yeah. like the top the level elite. players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I had a special situation. I went to IMG, which is an actual boarding school for athletes. Right. So when I got to the level where I knew I wanted to play in college, I was training four days a week. I was... Um, I went to a school where we only went to school for a couple hours in the morning so that we could train. But it was for players aspiring to go pro. Like right. the U, they had a residency program for the U-17 men's national team. So like I went to school with them, um, some tennis players, a few golfers, a few basketball players. Um, so I was in a special situation. But Taylor, what? Um, I would say I, I started taking soccer like seriously and decided like that's what I want to do. Probably when I was 13. But I think I fully committed to it when I got into high school because that's when um, I started. At what age? Like 14, uh, 14, 15? I think 14, 15, yeah. Okay. Um, I started playing on a club team that was three hours away from me. So every weekend. Okay. Yeah. So all throughout high school, every weekend, family would drive me up to Albuquerque and we yeah. would play up there, train up there. And I then I would train with a boys team during the week. So okay. I would say that's, I mean, if I'm committing to that on the, on my weekends in high school, yeah. I would say that I was fully committed to soccer at that point. Okay. Yeah. And you reckon you were playing soccer like every day? Yeah, but I think, um, I think that my parents did a really good job in allowing me to make that choice to like really commit myself. Um, whereas I know a lot of parents, like, have you seen the documentary Trophy? Trophy kids, yeah, 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 and it's basically about parents who push way too hard, and they are basically living their lives vicariously through their child, mm. and wanting them to go pro so bad that they will sacrifice a kid's childhood to do that. Um, but I think my parents did a really good job in allowing me to make the decision to train every week because I wanted to do that. Um, and Taylor, I think same your parents, with, yeah, same are, my parents never like pressured me. They were like. I mean, if if I was enjoying it, they were all for it. If I yeah. wasn't, I never felt like I was burnt out, though. Like, obviously, I was tired at some points. Like, you know, there's a time through your season where you're constantly doing tournaments or you're going to camps or whatever. Yeah. But I enjoyed those still. So I never got burnt out. But I think it's coming from my parents. Yeah. Not putting that pressure on me. For sure. Yeah. What about you? Obviously, like, growing <laughs> yeah. up in America is a lot different than Scotland. Aberdeen County. <laughs> Just Aberdeen. You can say Aberdeenshire. You I want like to get. county better, though. Me too. We're going to call it's it county. Sure yeah, it's it doesn't a, translate. A good old county. If you want to get involved with the Scottish news, good old county folk. That's how it works. Shire. Yeah. I like that a lot. Is Shire like a little town? It's just like an area. So like, like a county. To be fair, <laughs> like, it's like a county, yeah. All right, so okay. we're just going to call it Aberdeen County. I mean, you should call it Shire because, I mean, you just call it Aberdeen because technically I'm from the city. But like the surrounding area is the Shire and it covers like lots of places. I don't know why we're talking about this because <laughs> we're meant to be talking about my soccer career as I was growing up. Um, no, but I find it interesting because I'm going to just touch on what you guys just said. Whenever I, um, I've done a little bit of coaching with kids and, and groups and um, things like that. And especially here, parents are often ask you 
and they're kind of like setting you up to say like the perfect answer like so how many times when you were this age did you train four and a half hours every day the kids are like 13 14 and i'm like well on a tuesday night i had club training for an hour and a half and then we played one game on a saturday (gasps) and the parents are like looking at me like that's "That's all it takes not the answer (laughs) (laughs) but um i very much had a multi-sport kind of childhood um such an athlete i just liked other sports i mean i actually had no aspiration or i had no aspiration to be a professional soccer player because like it wasn't a thing yeah people would have thought there was something wrong with me if at 13 i was like i'm gonna play professional football they'd have been like what a weird kid that that's not gonna happen (laughs) change your change your outlook it sounds like a nike commercial (laughs) (laughs) So like I just play, I just loved football. I played it because I loved it, and I had my club team. But then I wasn't even allowed to play for my school because girls weren't allowed to play. Oh wow! Um, and so at, sc- at school is like your main kind of place or platform to play sports. So it was like Monday was netball, Tuesday was my football, Wednesday was volleyball, Thursday was badminton, Friday was athletics. Badminton? What's yeah. athletics? <laughs> It's just like weird like thing pee. you have to run a lot. It's like, just like go touch the push up wall and then run back. <laughs> athletics is track and field. <laughs> athletics. Oh, oh that's my cool. God, it's track and field. <laughs> what? See, the one of work I need to do to understand your terms and my own. I'm basically like bilingual. Well, but we have to understand your terms. I'm going to start calling myself bilingual. Athletics, track and field, got it. On my resume or CV is what Athletics reminds home. me of like field day. That, like you walk outside and there's like, like hula hoops and cones. As I'm like running with like a oh, balloon <laughs> in my hand. Like the egg and spoon race? Yeah, exactly. Like, like a potato sack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually just enjoyed lots of different sports. And I did sports more as a getaway from studying and I always had the intention to go down an academic route and yeah and it was kind of I was a late a late bloomer I would say like I wasn't selected um for school national team trials I wasn't selected for under 15s under 16s under 17s um and then got a little bit involved later on and maybe that was a reflection because I didn't train every day of the week but Hmm. Also, I, d- I do think there's something in the fact that like overuse can be a physical thing like we talked of, but can also be a mental thing. Yeah. I think I, I think that is a risk in terms of the system in America. If you make kids from the age of like 10, 11 play soccer every single day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love football. I'm, I don't know many people who love it more than me. Like there's people who definitely love it as much, but like I love it. Yeah. I love doing it for a job. I love watching. Um a fan of teams back home but I wouldn't want to at that age yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to do it every day yeah I feel like I would definitely be burnt out by the time you're supposed to be peaking then at that yeah. point yeah because yeah. there's other things that part, that part in your life when you're you know like different friends groups things like that and I think that comes from also getting the opportunity to do different sports and, I think that's and a huge like thing that playing other sports and I not only think it's good like mentally but I think it's actually good for your body to like different movements and like Mm -hmm. whether it's swimming or volleyball or whatever it is you're using different muscle groups different movements um I was a gymnast and a dancer and a figure skater god help me (laughs) this is nice yeah (laughs) um and yeah so my parents gave me all those opportunities and I chose soccer because it was my first love and I and being part of a team was like so cool to have friends because I was yeah I played volleyball basketball softball I did basketball, track and field. 
Were you power forward? Or? I was like, I was the power forward. No, yeah. I was like the girl that just like dribbled super fast, but then didn't know what to do with the ball because it wasn't at my feet. Probably, I didn't know how to use my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I definitely feel like that's what helped me not get burnt out. For sure, I had that. Like I played volleyball, I did basketball. Yeah. All that it was nice to have like a little escape from soccer because yeah. soccer was always like my serious sport. Yeah. Right. Those were more like the things I did for like just pure yeah. fun, enjoyment. Yeah. And you see like yeah. professional athletes cross training in their off season because like you do need like a mental break and right. like playing, doing another sport, whether, yeah, whatever it is, is I think that's huge. And so if any parents are listening or kids are listening, I would try and involve yourself in other sports, even if you're not great at them, anything you enjoy doing, you know, yeah. I would agree. Cool. Sweet. Wow. Are we, wow. Is that like unintended <laughs> pun? We're, wow. We've maybe reached that point. Would you agree? Wow. It's time for word of the week. Taylor's texting right now. I'm not I just want to let I'm everybody to, to know that. I'm trying to find the email you sent me that where everyone's looking. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to worry about that. Yeah, we're, we're, wrap, we're wrapping Kick up right back. now. You're about to be put on the spot, so oh, brace no. yourself. Okay. Okay. We had th- we actually ended up having only two words of the week last week. Okay. But just some more than usual. Um, we had stoter. Remember, we stoter, but and that was like a bum, someone who bums yeah. around. Yeah. I said it was my brother. He was most offended. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not gonna... a compliment. Yeah. No, he took that to heart. Um, then one of the other words was glaket, which was from my. Um, physio back home. You want to have a guess what glaket means? Well, Can I you just, say it? Glaket. Those oh, letters shouldn't be smooth. together. Yeah. Like, well, I just think of the when I was little and my brother used to gleek on me. Yes. You know what that is? Like when that spit. <laughs> so <laughs> nasty. Sounded, that sounded Ugh. gross, but it's like when like they could do like a weird spit. I don't That's know. He would basically. It's, it's, it's basically very American. On me. I'm, like, I'm them, it's like sorry to bring that back up. I know that exactly. Seems like a torturous memory. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what. But that what is. is it? Okay, Glaket translates as stupid, foolish, or thoughtless. So is it? And I know you suck at part part of speech because we're not going to talk it a about verb it. Or a noun? Fortunately, I've she got doesn't it right know the difference. Not true. It's, it's an, an adjective. Because you read it right there. You're right. I had no idea otherwise. So This is sentence. part of Erica's bullying. Um, okay, if we go back to my brother. <laughs> Stop reading your brother. Yeah, he's, we're going like, to lose a subscriber. Okay. I get it. Martin, like it. I love you like dearly. you're acting like it. It's a sign of endearment. Yeah. You're being like Am it. Am I saying it correct? Yeah, you're saying it great. Like it. Um, and then the other word I I had for everybody was oh I don't have it here. Um, fortunately, I know what it means. Is scunnered. Um, which want to have a guess? Can we use it in a sentence? We can. Don't like. He seemed even more scunnered with me than before. Well, that's that, she gives it away I, I mean, when it, she it, uses it. It makes it seem like maybe he's angry with you. Annoyed. Upset. Drained. Exhausted. Furious. It says here strong dislike, but I think that's a little much. I, I think it's like where you're a little bit fed up. Yeah. You know, you've had one of those days, you can't be bothered making dinner, you just want to sit down and watch TV, and you're just exhausted a little bit. I think it's more exhausted. Like the day you played up. Vero and got a yellow card. <laughs> Tori <Tory-ray's> ACL. <laughs> I think I was... 
beyond scunnered. I don't know that scunnered was a term. Uh, maybe. I kind of like that one. Scunnered. Okay, scunnered. So those were ones. Yeah. Scunnered and Glacate were last week's. Cool. Um, we have been actually inundated with um, some suggestions on Twitter. And I want to read this out. Um, this is from Keris, whose Twitter name is at US Women's National Team. And, well, USWNT underscore Scotland. Sounds, um, I think she, I'd she rather she's at. Right, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather it was Scotland underscore US. Well, UWNT could Kenneth. like not only stand for United States Women's National Team. You're right, Keris. Maybe you can answer that. Anyway, her and her mum have been listening, and they had some suggestions. Um, so I'm going to read out a couple of them. She had a piece, a piece, which I know like that. A piece is a word that you would use anyway, like a piece of cake. In America, but, though, when you say, oh, that's a piece, it's usually like, that's a, like that car's a piece. You just say is that. Is that Florida thing? <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not a New Mexico thing. I'm not sure where it is. so redneck Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a piece is down it? there. So it's one word, a piece. Yeah. So a piece. Pe- yeah. People back home sometimes reference a sandwich as a piece. Mm. Like, what have you got for lunch? Oh, I've got a piece. That's a Glasgow Mm-mm. thing. It's oh, very West Coast, mm. I think. Um, another West one of my favourites she had was Shugal. Shugal. Shugal? Yeah, that means, sorry, just give it a shake. Give it a Shugal. Give it a little Shugal. Like, Shugal your rump? Mm. I don't know about that. We'll move on quickly. Um, Do you like how I use rump? Because I feel like that's Scottish. Rump. I I, now she's going like to add so. a weird accent right. to it. She rolled, rolled the, the R. R. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and last one from Keris and her mom is... Um, I'm going to give Bairn, and then if you're from south, the west coast or further south, you would say a wane. So a wane or a bairn. Any ideas? No. That's oh, a baby. Oh. A bairn. I wouldn't have said that, but kind yeah. of. A bairn. A bairn. How's your bairn? Because you're, when you're, aren't you bearing when you're pregnant? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that works. <laughs> I think you're reaching anyway, right thanks there. Paris. Um, thanks for everyone else's interaction on Twitter, of course, as well. I do have the official word of the week for this week, um, which is going to be bahuki. Bahuki? Yeah. It's a bahuki. Bahuki. Yeah. You want a sentence? Erica doesn't want you to use it because you I know it away. Apparently. Is so it I'm an not, adjective, I'm not a verb, gonna... or a noun? It's a noun. Bahuki. A bahuki. It sounds something like something you smoke, if I'm being honest. Okay. Like, like a, a cigar. Or I'm cigar. gonna give a small clue. I'm not gonna give oh, a yay. small clue. It's on your person. So we all have a bahuki. Oh god. We all have a, a butt. <laughs> <laughs> a bahuki. Anyway. It's definitely a, a butt. A bahuki. A head. Right, I'm gonna have to another one because you both have spoiled it now. So it's a butt. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a butt. <laughs> This is like the longest word of the week section we've had. I'm loving it. Um, okay, like, let's go with another favorite then. I use butt too. Like, um, I'm gonna go with drich, okay, well. which is my favorite because none of y'all can say it. Yeah, we can say it one more time. Drich, drich. Oh, drich. Eric, yes. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Cool. Okay, that's an adjective. Just to be smart. Right off the phone. She's <laughs> on Webster's um, Dictionary right now. There's, there is your word of the week for this podcast. Drich. Cool. All right, wrapping it up here in the studio. 
Um, yes, let's. Yeah. If you guys want to leave a voice memo or voice note for us, yes. um, that would be great. We'd love to play it on air and kind of answer it. Um, you just have to email digital <laughs> rsl.com. Thanks, Corsi. I had a feeling you might forget that. Okay. Well, sorry, I don't have Webster's pulled up every time. <laughs> um, Taylor, it has been a pleasure. It's been great having you in the studio. Thanks. I loved it. I love listening to your guys' podcast, so I'm just happy to be a guest. Did on you this. subscribe? Of course I did. Okay. Thank you so much. We love you. <laughs> Why wouldn't I support you guys? You're the best. Yeah. Okay, and as always, thanks a lot to Mountaineer Studios Draper and, of course, the RSL Podcast Network for making this possible. We would love you to listen, subscribe, and most importantly, please, please, please leave a review. Let us know what you think. Get in touch. Um, you can do that on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. And while we're here, we're just going to drop our social handles. Um, yes, Twitter, I'm at E Timrak. Tay? I am Taylor underscore Lytle. Are you at? At. You can at me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> And I am at Rachel Carsey 14. It has once again been a pleasure. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>